independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening and welcome to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, the Henry Clay people. Rock riffs, punk attitude, and snappy arrangements are the stock and trade of Los Angeles' Henry Clay people. The band is led by brothers Joey and Andy Ciara, and these guys know their way around a song. And they also know their way around a van, as they've been burning up the miles on stages all across the country since 2005, playing at high-profile gigs like Lollapalooza, South by Southwest, Austin City Limits Festival, Coachella, and Sasquatch Music Festival. Along the way, they've shared bills with bands like Silver Sun Pickups and the Drive-By Truckers. Their newest album is called This is a Desert and is available now. Welcome to Independence Day, Henry Clay people. Hi, Joe. Two guys. Have? Two guys. It's good to have like a fewer amount of people in here. Sometimes we have a lot of bands and a lot of, lot of members in the band. It's hard to kind of focus on what's going on. So I, I feel like we can really connect tonight. Uh, too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cooks in the kitchen. The three of us, you know, we can really get to the bottom of this music business, this crazy thing we call the music business. But anyway, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedules, coming down to Pasadena and talk with us about the business. Yeah. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got a new record coming out sometime next year. We'll get to that in a little while. Uh, but first, let's introduce everybody. Uh, everybody, by everybody, I mean the both of yous. That's uh, how we'd say it in Chicago. I'm Joey, and this is my brother. Hey, I'm Andy. And Andy. we both sing and play guitar for yeah. the band. Are there other uh, Ciaras in the music business at all? No. there are. The Ciara line is not too musically talented. It starts and ends with us. Yeah, so this is, this is the full measure of, this, yeah. of the Ciara's yeah. experience. We've we got to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we now, we've, now that we've met you, which took all of 15 seconds, we can really get down to brass tacks here. So, you know, you guys you haven't been around that terribly long, like 2005, 2006, which, I mean, for some bands, that's a really long time, given the short life cycle of some bands. But you've had, you know, in this amount of time, you've had a lot of success. You know, you've played a lot of shows, some high-profile gigs at the places we talked about or I mentioned a second ago. Um, what do you think that's attributed to, given, you know, the, the young band? Like, what's, what's taking you so far in such a short amount of time? I'm pretty, I've gotten this question before and I feel like the idea of saying yes to everything. Yeah. That, I mean, early on for the band, we kind of were you know, offered, hey, why don't you come play this show, come play this show. And we almost never said no until the point where we got a reputation for, you know, being dependable. And if you needed the last minute, somebody to fill in your show at midnight at Spaceland or the Echo, right? you know. They could depend on us being the band. Yeah, you were like the pinch hitters. Right, exactly. Like any Anytime, <laughs> anywhere, right? Anytime, anywhere. Yeah, there's two philosophies I've found in terms of, of that in the business, you know, because you've got to play this game, like especially when you're a local band. Right. You've got to play this game with booking guys where like they'll want you to play a show, but then they won't want you to play any other shows that month. Right. We, you we're know? struggling with that right now because we got to a point where we obviously couldn't play. We couldn't keep doing what we were doing. We had a booking agent. We had a manager saying, all right, guys, now it's time to go into a cave and to like lower your profile and then right. build it back up by playing, you know, a handful of carefully selected yeah. gigs, um, which is really hard for us because we were so used to like, yeah. oh, what are we doing this Thursday night? Oh, we're playing in Long Beach. Yeah. Cool. And planning our lives and social lives around, yeah. you know, getting yeah. drunk and playing. <laughs> being, being that kind of workhorse band is, you know, that's, it's so funny because it's exactly right. I think you hit the nail right on the head. You know, I think of it as like the Springsteen-esque work ethic where it's like you go out and you play and you play and you play and you play, but then somewhere along the way, someone says, like they said to you, you know, okay, now, now you've got this, you know, you've got buzz. So to maintain that buzz, what you've got to do is not play. You know, so it seems kind of counterintuitive to, to build your reputation that way and then to, to kind of not play. Right. Yeah, so now what we do, we just uh, play under different names. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not, not like a normal secret show, because, I mean, we don't, I don't think we're big enough to do that kind of stuff. We just play just to, you know, stay fresh under, yeah. under different names that we decided to come up with. Yeah, do you know, you've, surely you've heard of Cheap Trick. Yes. Right? right. That, that was how they got their name, because that's what they were doing. They were from Rockford, Illinois, about 90 miles from Chicago, and they would play all these shows, and it was the same deal. Like, you know, this club wouldn't want them to play another show that week, so they'd play. They had, apparently they had several names going at once. Right. But they, would, they were the same band, and they would play the same songs, and the same fans would come, but they just kept changing their name, and somebody was like, that's a cheap trick. That's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. I like that. That's how they got their name. So maybe it's too bad that name's already taken. You guys could... Uh, we, have, we have like a 
a list of pretty horrible band names. Are you at liberty to say any of these names, or will that blow your cover? <laughs> I think they might offend people. Uh, yeah, we got Stupid Tim and the Hot Loads. We okay. Got the Burning Sensations. Uh, <laughs> I see a theme developing already. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you you get it. I get the you idea. Get it. It, yeah. it goes even worse places than that. So. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Right. I'm so. sure. And Tr- these are trust and believe me. me, these aren't the worst names I've heard since right. since I've been doing this show. That people, you know, the the uh, the dark. The dark blue sense of humor is something that is like part and parcel to being a musician, I think. Yeah, I think so. That's how we cope with, you know, living in a van. Exactly. And we're going to talk about that van business here in just a few minutes, but I would like to give our Legion of Fans a little bit something to chew on here to see what you guys sound like. This is this is from uh, your most recent EP, which right. came out just is it just this year? Yeah, it the came end. out the day we played Coachella actually. So this is a desert the week, EP. The week before, yeah. And we've got a copy here. It's very nice red, five songs, it's respectable you know, for an EP. I love it how they, they've maintained the nomenclature from the vinyl days. This EP was st- should, right. stood for yeah, extended play. play, which was longer than uh, an L, uh, I mean, short, you know, longer than a single, but shorter than an LP, which was a long playing right. record yeah. form. My grandmother has 78s in her basement. Can you believe that? That's cool. I mean, not that, you know, she doesn't play them on the big oak <laughs> wind up <laughs> record player, but it's cool to think about 78s. I love vinyl. Yeah, it, I do too. I have, I have quite a, uh, a collection. Our our other guitar player has you know probably close to two thousand records oh just sitting there. And that's uh, and that's heavy. Like you think two thousand CDs is a lot. It takes up a lot of space. Try having two thousand LPs. Yeah, that's yeah. heavy stuff. And you gotta like you can't let them get too hot. And yeah, like, yeah the way that you can't let them stack them on top of each other. Yeah, or anything like that. It's like having a temperamental girlfriend. Like no yeah. no no, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> anyway, this is the track California Wildfire. From the Henry Clay people on Independence Day. This is a Desert EP, is the name of this record. Let's roll with this. Yeah. 
the Henry Clay people. We have two of these members of this band. We have Joey and Andy Ciara here with us in the studio on Independence Day, broadcasting live from the campus of Pasadena City College in beautiful Pasadena, California. Welcome, gentlemen. You guys are neighborhood guys. I mean, you're right, right next door in Glendale. One city over. One city over, except uh, I, I, I think I like Glendale. I do, too. I, I have a lot of Glendale pride. I've been there for the last five, six years. Yeah. And I, you know... Never thought I would rep Glendale so hard, but it's it's nice because it's close to everything. It's centrally located, right? You know, and the funny thing is, we actually have slightly. I say we because I myself live in Glendale. We have cheaper taxes living in Glendale than we do in the city of Los Angeles. I mean, ever so slightly, but I'll take it. Take take it where you can if, get it. If that means another pint, <laughs> you know, if that's that's what how it comes out, I'm good with that. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm waiting for Glendale to, you know. To be cool at some point, but it's not. I don't know if it'll ever be cool. I mean, you got Eagle Rock, Highland Park. Yeah, when you we've got Eagle Rock on one side, and that Atwater and Silver Lake to the to the south, and so. I think it's the name. It's such a pastoral name. Glendale. Glendale, come to Glendale, <laughs> raise your family, have a rock band right? like you guys. Us but, and System of the da- System of a Down. Yeah, like. System of a Down. <laughs> I I keep thinking I'm going to bump into those guys, but I, I don't think I ever. I mean, if yeah. I did, I didn't. It's hard to tell them apart from the rest of the guys <laughs> in town to tell you the truth. But I'm just going to leave that one right where it is. In any case, that was the song California Wildfire from their most recent EP, which came out earlier this year. This is a desert EP, is what that is. And you guys are working on some new stuff, too. You have a record pretty much in the can, is that correct? Yeah, we're hopefully going to have it mastered by or the week after Thanksgiving. So, okay. And then it's going to come out. We haven't decided on a date yet, or the, the label hasn't told us when it's coming out yet. It's yeah. kind of at their leisure, but probably you know, mid, late spring. It seems like you guys work pretty quickly. And if the CP just came out, you know, if you guys played Coachella, that wasn't that long ago. Right. You know, are you, are you that prolific or is this a work ethic thing again that you guys are just always at it? This was a, this was kind of a cool year for us because we, aside from Coachella, um, we didn't really go out and tour this year, um, which led us sit around and write songs yeah, okay. write songs in a way that we haven't really done since the beginning of the band so this was great uh but you know we ended up re- writing and recording 18 songs okay um and then since that, the ep you mean since or, the ep post okay. ep uh which is pretty much as prolific as we've ever been but it also was because we've had more time at home to sit around and work and he actually moved in this year too so okay we're having your brother and the other guitar player live with you uh-huh. I could wake him it up. It certainly and be facilitates like, you know, the process. Hey, we're writing songs today, man. Yeah. So, how many other members of the Henry Clay people are there? Mm, I don't know. It, it ranges from two more to th- four more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of there's a, a cast of people that are like loosely. It's a collective. Yeah, but at the same time, um, it's weird because we've had anybody that has gone and like left the band, kind of feels like they can come back so our original bass player is now back playing third guitar whenever he can and you know he wrote us a new song on this record um our piano player just moved or keyboard player just moved to new york so he's now you know now we have a long distance relationship going with him uh and then yeah like one of the guys who was playing like third guitar playing some 12 string stuff eventually moved in and now he's like our full-time bass player it's it's that's why it's such a complicated question to answer everybody asks me that and i'm like god i wish i had a straightforward easy answer to this but yeah but that's the way life is you know we're it's almost 2012 now i mean the whole world's ending in about 13 months so we might as well get you know get as much as we can in before the mayan calendar expires i agree you know i agree and uh, so (laughs) a reputation that you guys have is that you're very loud when you play shows. This is true. And, w- like, why? Is it because you just like loud? Is it because you like the sound? I mean, I could, I've got my own reasons. I like loud, too. But why are you loud? I think it's... I blame our drummer, actually. Our drummer, Eric, is one of the loudest drummers. He's like, you know, that Dave Grohl, John Bonham, just beats the hell out of his drums. Um, yeah. In a way that, all right, well, this little... You know, deluxe reverb that I have actually isn't cutting it over over this guy, so I have to step it up and get, you know, uh, a twin reverb. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, then that means Andy has to get a twin reverb because he can't compete with my guitar. So then, yeah, you know, which just means more gear in a bigger van. Yeah, exactly. And and so it's just everybody kind of you know out louds the other person to the point of like, oh crap, now we're all really loud. Yeah. Um, and plus also the style of like the singing is really like you know it's not not whispery. 
stuff. Yeah, it's, it's not Paul Simon. Right, it's belting it from the top of your lungs. And so that's kind of been the sound of the band. It's from, you know, from 8 to 10. Yeah, or 11. Right. Some, yeah. That's the case, maybe. These, these now, 11. now, when you, being as loud as you are, you know, uh, how do sound, like the front of house guy, how does he respond when you guys sound check and you're playing from 8 to 11? <laughs> they're, they're never happy with us. Yeah. yeah, they always say, "Can you turn down it all?" And we we turn down, and it you know makes our guitar sound like crap. But at the end of the day, I think that a lot of them eventually come to the realization that, like, oh man, no matter how you know quiet we tell these guys to turn the guitars, it's the drummer's fault because yeah. that that drummer is hitting that snare. He's hitting yeah. through that snare, yeah. and so they realize why you know yeah. it is. And they, at the end of the day, I think they kind of a lot of them end up kind of resigning to the fact that, like, yeah. all right, yeah, well, that's a battle. Maybe it's a battle you can't win. It, yeah, it's yeah. about that we've tried. I've, I've tried being quiet. I've tried turning down. I've tried just like, you know, giving me a guitar on the monitor, man. That's all I need. But really, I think that, you know, the volume has yeah. become part of it, which is unfortunate because I don't like being just obscenely loud. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, you, you'd like to think that you can depend on the, the audio front of house man or woman, as the case may be, that they'll just give you what you need. And, you know, if you, but you, it's so infrequently you have time to do a nice sound check. Right. Because if you have your own sound guy, sound person, audio engineer, you can have all these things dialed in and they know what you want before you even tell them really. Right. You know, and then you, that's that always comes to the point where you figure out, well, maybe I don't have to be so loud because now he know, he or she knows how to work with that, you know, kind of with that drummer and knows how to do these different things. But to get to that level, you've got to slog your way through a lot of gigs where you're just going to be loud. Right. You know, and that's just the way it is. We've opened for uh, a couple of bands and their sound guys. I mean, because we're kind of chronically the opening band, uh, the sound guys from the headlining bands, I think they feel bad for us because we get, you know, gypped on sound checks Short a lot. shrift, yeah. So they, they end up going and like telling the front of house guy, all right, you know, this is more or less uh, an eyeball mix of what they yeah. give you, you know. Do you do you travel with an audio engineer or are you no, guys just kind of in the band? No, we haven't yet. Um, it would be great if we can afford to, you know, have like a tour manager slash front of house guy. Yeah. Um, that would be amazing. But until we are raking in the dough, I think right. we're... When when you when the wheelbarrow of cash shows up, <laughs> you'll you'll, you'll drop a little bit on the, the yeah. sound the, for the tour manager's lawn, and then he'll sign up, and right. everybody will be happy. Let's listen to a little bit of more of their recorded music here. This is from uh, the yet to be released new record. This is a track called "Faster Than We Can Hide." The Henry Clay people here. The new record slated to come out sometime early next year, perhaps. We're looking forward to that. Uh, the name of the record will be Twenty Five for the Rest of Our Lives, and if that isn't a if that's not a good album name, I don't know what is. Again, this is the track from the Henry Clay people, Faster Than We Can Hide on Independence Day.
are listening to Independence Day. I am your host. My name is Joe Armstrong. I come to you live every Wednesday night from beautiful Pasadena, California. We talk about the music business and what it's like to earn a living in the music business in 2011, going on 2012, or at least attempt to earn a living in the music business in the new millennium. Tonight in our studio, we have Joey and Andy Ciara, who make up the core of the Henry Clay people, or depending on how it floats your boat, the Henry Clay people. What is the origin of the name? Um, it was a compromise of several bad band names that we had a list. As you already heard earlier, we, we come up with plenty of bad band names. Um, and we were trying to come up with a real band name, at, and that's even harder to do. Yeah. Um, and so out of the list, nobody in the band could agree on anything, but that was the least offensive. Okay. So <laughs> the, the diminishing returns. Right. <laughs> it's hard, man. You know, at this late stage of the game, we've we had rock bands now for like 60 years. Coming up with a new name is tough. It's really tough. You know, the internet facilitates that process because I can remember... I can remember so many times starting a band and like, we'd, you know, we'd all sit around with a six pack and come up with a name and be like, yeah, we love it. You know, we're imagining it on the side of our tour bus and skywritten over the cities of the world. And then a week later, we find out that there's, there's not only one other band with this name. There's right. 10. Our, you know? uh, our producer and his wife, they put an ad on Craigslist in LA uh, musicians, you know, whatever Craigslist. And they said, Tell us what your band sounds like, and we will come up with a band name for you. Uh-huh. And they, they had a handful of people like write them, and uh, I'm, c- I'm kind of surprised there's not an app. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be someday. The, you know, if there isn't already. That's that's a good idea though. It's a really good idea for an app. You know, just like, like pl- plug in like your influences and plug in your influences. You know, plug in like the band members' age. <laughs> plug in how much beer you drink in any given rehearsal, and like. You'd have this, it'd be like Match.com. It would come up with this like elaborate algorithm that kind of like then spits out your band name That's and just saves idea. you a lot of trouble. Because then maybe, I guess there's no way that would, they would figure out if there's other bands with that band name. But we'd have to make them unique yeah, enough. Yeah, there'd be I guess. some kind of like Google search that they would do. Yeah, just like, like a cursory yeah, automatic Google the, search. I think that's that's maybe that's my million dollars right well, there. Yeah, let's let's talk after the, the radio yeah. We'll interview. negotiate. Anyway, I digress. Once again, one of my favorite things to do is to like talk about these random things with bands because bands get asked the same questions over and over and over, which is why this show is a discussion. We just talk about well, we these appreciate things. That. Well, and, and good. I'm glad. We, uh, but we, all, we all appreciate it here too. Uh, so that, again, digression. That was a track from your yet-to-be-released record. Looking forward to that coming out early next year, 25 for the rest of our lives. And tell me about the recording of this record. It, it took place, you've had an EP that just came out, and these were all recorded since then? I'll let my little brother have the no, stage. You, you got it. You got it. It's all you. I'm forever criticized for it. No, but I mean, yeah, you have the passion behind this one, so you go, you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the passion of the mind. I, mean, so I, I will be, like, he'll give me 10 lashings later if I say something wrong, so <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm not going to bother. He'll your little brother, so he'll actually sit on your chest and like spit on your yeah. forehead. <laughs> actually, at one time, when I, I remember coming home from college, and Andy actually was... Yeah, he was on the wrestling team in high school, and he got stronger and bigger than me. And he pinned me down and like slammed my hand into a, a door <laughs> and said, "How do you like it? I'm stronger than you now." Yeah, how do you so, like me now? <laughs> yeah. so, my mom, my mom was sitting there laughing the entire time too. My mom had like a glass of wine while Andy's just beating the tar out of me. So yeah, you probably deserved it. Uh, well, of course yeah, he deserved it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about recording this record. Um, so we went up to Sacramento. There's a studio called The Hangar. And it's, um, you know, it's downtown Sacramento, but it's in kind of an industrial area next to the railroad tracks. And there's a, you know, a little park next door. It's this huge space. Um, and we basically wanted to have a place where we can live, sleep, eat, and yeah. just live the music and, you know, record whenever we wanted to yeah. without having to go home and think about, you know, yeah. watering the grass or anything. I think it's, uh, it's a wise decision to like, sequester Right. a band during a recording process. Because if you, if you do it in your hometown, especially in the age of the internet and cell phones, everyone you know is a couple mm-hmm. you know, mouse clicks away or a couple thumb taps away on your phone. And it's like, honey, bring home some milk when you come home from the recording studio. Or like, hey, you want to go see Puss in Boots? You know, it's like everybody's wanting, it's, it's right there all the time. Like you're distracted constantly. Like I think there might even be some utility to like making everyone like turn in their cell phones. Andy had that idea actually because our our piano player uh, is the worst at, at you know being distracted by his iPhone. Let's hear it. Take well, it away. No, the idea was just that like we we're going to pick him up at the airport, 
have a little basket in the before he walked into the studio and just he has to leave his phone there the entire time. He right. You know. Yeah. We give him. Phone, we, 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 we give we him fifteen minute phone breaks. But we didn't end up doing it though. I'm not sure why we didn't end up doing it. And he ended up being on the phone a yeah. lot of the time. So. I, I mean, he was. Uh, we were in the in the uh, the room. Control the room. other the control room, and he was recording his little organ part, and I was on Facebook, and uh, I noticed that he updated his Facebook while he was recording his part. Like he took a picture of the keyboard, updated his Facebook, like in between takes. That he might have a problem. Yeah, no, he had that's a major problem. Yeah. You know, there, there's groups for people like that. You think there's like Internet Anonymous? Yeah, or I, I think that there, we should like hire. That's another thing we could have like a ring of people. Oh, just okay. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, have a ring of people that we could get to like steal. You know. Uh, yeah. Cell phones from bandmates and like crush them or something. Yeah, well, you th- I think it would be simple enough just to like l- get just get a safe. You don't even have to get a, like a really big safe and like have the producer is the only guy who has the key. Right. And everybody has to give the producer, uh, you know, the cell phone. <laughs> you know, because then it's so funny too because people are so used to it. There's it's the, con- the level of convenience and inconvenience now is so high that I know people like if they can't do it on their phone or their iPad. Like, an iPad is so antiquated, and they won't, like, go all the way to a computer with the full-size keys and the trackpad to, to do their their, their, you know, their commerce, you know. They have to do it. It has to be right here. I, I, I would say I totally agree with you if I wasn't, like, yeah. totally guilty of the same thing. You know, and I, I love my iPhone, too. Don't get me wrong. You know, you'll see me on it a lot, and I, it's, like, the other half of my brain. But I, I think it's important to, like, know when to put it down right. and step away. It's a, it's a key facet. So why don't you guys... You guys have got instruments here. Why don't you play a tune for us? When we come back, I'd like to talk about what it's like to like be in a band with your brother. So be thinking about that while you're playing this tune. Both of you, is, as we say in Chicago, the both of you. Is. So what, tell me, what are you going to play for us here? What is this? If it's not the opening track on the new record, let's give you a second. Okay. Because and this is... Uh, quite done the wonderful. This is The Henry Clay People on Independence Day. Henry Clay People on Independence Day. Nice, gentlemen. Thank you. Up tempo. Up tempo. Get me all zippy. kind of yeah, zippy, zippity doo dah. Get me all kind of worked up here. Like 
I don't know what it is. Uh, the the up tempo stuff. It's for the kids. The kids like it. Caffeine. It is caffeine. caffeine Are you a caffeine kid? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. The older, I don't know. I, I guess I, I jog right. And in Chicago, it's cold. So I, I got a, like a gym membership. So I decided I was going to run in the treadmill. Even though I feel like a hamster, I feel like I need to you know, keep up with my jogging, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to play some music. So I, I bring in what I think is like really up-tempo music in my collection, which at the time I think was like, I don't know, maybe like ACDC or something. So I, I pull up back in black and I start running. And that's when I figured out that it's really like, you know, right. it's about this tempo and it's, it's not up tempo. So I was like, okay, well that didn't work. So the next time, like, okay, I'll bring in like, I don't know, I'll bring in the red hot chili peppers. So I figured, you know, they've got some up tempo material. Surely I can jog to that. So I bring that in and it's like, wow, 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 and it's not fast either. Now it's aggressive right. and both bands are loud and plenty of power behind them, but it's I, more I did, of a saunter. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a, it's a cocksure saunter right. and <laughs> I've decided Yes, I said that word. Uh, I've decided that I don't, or I figured I don't have any up-tempo music in my collection at all. What, what, that which I thought was up-tempo isn't. Right. So now that I have your music. Well, now, now you can go on a quick jog. Yeah, so. now I can go on a quick jog. Yeah. So what, um, so, you know, so much of the music you do is up-tempo. Is this kind of, like, what you do? Is that what you listen to? Like, what's, what's the origin of the up-tempo stuff? Well, you know, actually... I feel like in the last couple of years, what happened was, I mean, we grew up listening to, to punk rock music. We grew up listening to, you know, the descendants of NoFX and like all, all the little, you know, punk bands that you would think a kid skateboarding in Orange County would listen to. That's right. what we listened to. But then uh, in my post-college life, I think I, you know, started to digest my dad's record collection more and start to get into What it. was in there? Um, you know, there's a lot of just, your classic rock, you know, monumental albums like Zeppelin Rules, Who's Next, and you know, Zeppelin, yeah. and he has a taste for a lot of other less <laughs> less credible bands, you know. Yeah, uh, and by he, you mean your brother or by, your father? My dad, my your dad. dad. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, he'll like live and die by Bad Company and Sticks, which is, you know, <laughs> you know. um, but yeah. Overall, I think that the the old man in me came out in the last couple of years, and yeah. so our song started to get a little slower and a little more acoustic guitar and some yeah. some uh, pedal steel even. And then at some point I, I realized that there are people that play pedal steel, or that there are bands of musicians that like, this is what they live and breathe and they're way better at it than I will ever be at the whole, you know, mm-hmm. alt country kind of thing. Right. Um, and so as much as I, l- I love that music, I feel like at the same time I have to bring something that is more authentic to who I am or was or, yeah. you know, whatever. And so the, that's the, the high school punk self. Yeah. Well, um, that was like the genesis of Uncle Tupelo. Right. One of the very first, like, alt-country right. bands who practically Jeff wrote the know. book, you know, and Jay Farrar. Those guys were, they listened to the Minutemen mm-hmm. and, like, these really kind of aggressive, raw, up-tempo punk guys. And then the, a lot of their really early music, although it it's twangy, I mean, it's pretty aggressive, yeah. and there's like stops and starts, and you know, it gets up there tempo wise. And you know, it's kind of, it's, I think it's really interesting when you have bands that share similar influences, but yet they sound so disparate mm-hmm. from one another, which I think, you know, you guys, I wouldn't say that you sound like Uncle Tupelo at all, but your influences are very similar. Yeah. I'm the same like the replacements who are, you know, at least one of my top three bands. Yeah. That's like a holy trinity for a lot of like punk influenced bands. Right. Or the, or right. The I mean, but they were like that band too that, you know, clearly they were pulling from everything. I like, let it be is one of their greatest yeah. albums and they cover a kiss song on it, you know, yeah. which is absurd and ridiculous. And they have, yeah. you know, music is a beautiful thing. It, it can really come from anywhere and go anywhere. You know, people who grew up on classical wind up being in like Metallica or the <laughs> Minutemen or whatever. You know, it's a it's a very it's it's interesting to see. Again, it's interesting to see where it comes from right. and then how it gets filtered through this generation and then where it goes next. It's a beautiful thing. How about another tune? Sure. So what what is this? Let's do let's do a let's do any more any less. Oh, okay, any more any less. This is another new song from the new record. Ready?
I was some long lost friend Said I'm lonely but I'm feeling alone That is how you started it Not that it ever made a difference Back when we were innocent Oh, oh, oh microphone then you saw it crawl inside my head now these noises they won't leave us alone anymore any less not that it ever made a difference back when we were innocent oh oh We try to find a former friends. We climb halfway up the telephone pole, pretend we were electric. Not that it ever made a difference. Not that it ever made a difference. We were trying to learn something else Now that we've learned to sustain ourselves I was learning not to give a sh Because it never made a difference Oh, oh, oh Like that self-editing there? Yeah, nice work <laughs> Joey Sierra, Andy Sierra, they make up the core of the Henry Clay people. We've got them live in our studio tonight. And if you'd like to learn about what they're about and you don't already know, they've got a couple websites you can check out. They've got thehenryclaypeople.com, which is like the main site, the World HQ for well things Henry Clay people. Also, on the MySpace, still a great place to learn about bands, <laughs> myspace.com slash thehenryclaypeople. So you've got both of those, and you can learn about Independence Day. We've got lots of bands, all the bands we've done this year, podcasts for all of them up on indepday.com, I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y. All kinds of cool information there, cool songs, cool stuff to download, cool stuff to stream. If you need a time waster at work, I recommend you check it out. Or if you don't have a job, even better, check it out. It's a good place to find out some great music. And we've got great music coming up for you in the upcoming weeks and upcoming year as well. But for tonight... Henry Clay People. What is uh, what's that song about? That is kind of like the end of a relationship song. Yeah, uh, and kind of making peace with it. And it also, I don't know. At the same time, it's it's like I wrote it right after I went to my grandparents' house, and they used to live like it was an old house that we have. And so there was this idea of like former homes and former friends. And I actually just went to a wedding of like one of my best friends growing up, who I haven't seen or you know really keep yeah. in touch with and so it's really kind of that nostalgic you know mm -hmm. oh man i'm getting older kind of song and yeah. so this actually is going to close our record okay so i don't know the new unreleased record will you guys do vinyl on the new record or is yeah it? oh yeah. very nice the last two records um or 
Somewhere on the Golden Coast, which is our last full length, and this one will both be on vinyl. Very nice. I like the vinyl. 180G or just the standard? 180G. Uh, nice. You're splurging for the. That's good. But we appreciate that. Uh, those of us who like to listen to vinyl like right. the sound of those records. They're much better. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Yeah, and it's also you feel like you're not going to snap it in half. Yeah, it's not a toy. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is grown up music, listening to music, grown up, grown up format. So, you guys, brothers, what. What is it like to be in a band with your brother? That's an it's a it's a really it's an essential question. We'll start with the younger of the two here. This is Andy Ciara. <clears throat> being in a band can be very frustrating to anybody, and him being the band leader, um, like he was saying earlier, he has to like you know rally the troops a lot, and he gets frustrated with a lot of the rest of the band. However, having a brother in the band, he can have like he can direct that frustration, and he takes it out on me. Which, that's 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 kind of the way it works. So if if he's angry at our drummer or our bass player or piano player, he'll maybe like mutter something to them, but he'll kind of hold it all inside. <laughs> and then after practice or even during practice or at a show, like he'll scream at me when it's like <laughs> I did nothing wrong. But yeah. again, and I, I'm able to see it by this point. Like you know when he's frustrated and I have to. I have to Point it out to him, saying, you know, take a deep breath. Don't take it out on me, though. And you guys are, that's, that's good therapy there. And you guys are roommates, too, right? Housemates, yeah. Housemates. Oh, yeah, housemates. So does, Different does, rooms. Does it yeah, ever, I, 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 would, I would kill him if I... Right. Does it, but does it ever manifest itself in, like, you know, he'd play a wrong chord, and then, and then you say, why don't you do the dishes? Uh, not, <laughs> or, not You know, yet. like, clean your... Don't, don't leave your crap on the coffee table anymore. Yeah, I think we, we usually leave the, the... The thing about the way we fight now, too, is that we, we're pretty good at, like, fighting at the venue or fighting at our band practice and then we usually have to drive home together uh-huh. and so on the drive home it's like once we get in the car and are headed home we find something else to talk about so like by the time we get to the house we're, we're back off of band mode for yeah for you know a while like you yeah know, i screamed at him we played a show a couple nights yeah. ago and I, I got upset and then i we forgot about it about yeah after I, I, I let him have it for like 20 seconds, and he let me have it for 20 seconds. I think you're, let it go. Joey, I, I think you're fortunate that your younger brother has such an easygoing demeanor. Because, <coughs> you know, this brother fighting thing has a long and storied tradition in rock and roll. Like oh, Ray yeah. Davies and Dave Davies used to bloody each other. They would get in actual fist fights. And it wasn't like, you know, hey, you don't do that. And then you, you know, I don't want to say you just take it, but you, you seem to kind of let it roll off your shoulders a little bit. At times, but, you know, when he gets the crazy, the crazy eyes going... Yeah, when I get my crazy eyes going. We will fight. Like, Throw down. Our, our last music video. Um, it's actually we're backstage at one of our drive-by trucker shows at the House of Blues, and um, with Joe, Joey messed up a song, and he screamed at me. <laughs> and we're we, we had had a few drinks, and we're did I, I scream at you? We're after the show, and he was oh screaming yeah. at me and like and pointing. He has this this. Like Cobra Point that he does. The Cobra Point is your thing, actually. The Hakim, the Hakim Olajuwon Point. That's what like, we call that. Yeah, Remember that he, guy? He, he has, a, yeah, he has like a point, like where it's like, it's, it's, it's aggressive. It's very aggressive. And then we are backstage and um, in the dressing room, and he he said something along the lines of, you know, if you say anything else, I'm gonna throw that beer in your face. And uh, I said something else, and he threw the beer in my face, and there was a full fist fight, wrestling match, and our piano player got it all on film, all on his iPhone. And that became our music video. Yeah. yeah. So usually for that, it's the the winner song is the name of the song, but the music. It video was it was a full on like angry angry brother fight that was going on. Yeah. So how do your parents like you guys? You've got a pretty successful band in terms of rock and young rock and roll bands going here. Like, how do they look at this whole thing? Is this something they're supportive of? Is this something that they kind of tolerate? Like, what do they think of this they're whole thing? They're actually extremely supportive. Um, for the longest time, you know. They were like, all right, don't drop out of college. Like, you got to finish college, and then you could do your rock and roll thing. So I graduated college, and they were like, oh, yeah, do whatever you want. But by this time, Andy was in the band with me. Uh-huh. Um, and they were like, all right, if your brother drops out of college, we'll kill you. You know, like, you can't, can't let him drop out of college. And so by the time he graduated college, then they became like, all right, well, both of our kids, we got them through college. Free and clear. Yeah, free and clear. Then they became the biggest fans. Like, my dad calls me and has ideas about how we should sequence our record. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're very, very supportive. And, uh, you know, I guess we can really ask for more. I guess you're, you're fortunate there isn't yet another younger brother who's the drummer who's like 12 <laughs> years younger than you because then you'd be like 37 by the right. time that you were allowed to have a real rock band. That's true. That's true. 
So, and how, you know, did you, <clears throat> excuse me, because you're brothers, did you guys grow up, like, you're loud. Were you always loud? Like, were you having loud rehearsals in the family basement or garage or whatever when you were younger? Or did they, were they tolerant of that? Or were, they, were you even loud at home? You know, we actually didn't even play together, play music together until I went away to college. And he was still in high school. And then I came back from college. And uh, so we really never, you know, played together sitting around in the house until recently. Um and yeah, we would always go practice at our drummer's house and drive his you know, yeah. family nuts. Did and the did the police show up? We've had the police show up. We've had the police show up and you know just tell us like, cut it by like you know ten yeah. o'clock. We've had the police show up and say like, cut it right now. Yeah. You know. At least they didn't haul you away. Right. Right. They usually they usually were pretty reasonable and nice. I think in you know my my high school bands was when you're like doing your first loudest. It right. seems, you know, you have no restraint. You have no respect for anybody else or what they might be doing or what time they have to go to work the next day. Absolutely. Every, you know, we would just rotate. Like, we would rotate around. There were, like, four or five people in our band. Like, we'd rehearse at one house for a couple, like, a couple weeks until the police had been called a few times. And then we'd pack up, and once we wore out our welcome, we'd move over to the drummer's house. And we'd rehearse at their house for a couple weeks until we wore out, you know. And we just kept, like, this nomadic band around town until we were at the bass player's house. And his dad was, like, kind of a well-known lawyer in town. So when the cops showed up, you know, Ralph came out and was like, "Tell the cops <laughs> to get out of here," and that was that. That felt vindic- like like yeah. a cool vindication. You know, it's, it's like, like we, little high school kids like waving away. Yeah, cops. <laughs> off with you, Officer Johnson. We're we're making music here. Can't you see we're going to take over the world with this thing? Ah, one, glory two, days. One, two, three, four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, in, in terms of one, two, three, four, what have you got for us next? Another tune, perhaps. Um, yeah, we're gonna do uh, working part time, which is. It's actually on two of our records. And fan favorite. I kind of like it. We were working part time.
the Henry Clay people on Independence Day. Good work, gents. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. You're, uh, you're touching the mic with your guitar there. there you go. It was kind of a cool sound, but I was wondering what that was. So actually, I'm going to go back and I think you were doing that while I was doing the end of the song. So I'm going to put, drop a marker there if you would. I'm going to slate that as if it was, it sounds kind of funny when that happens. Yeah. So, uh, three, two, one. The Henry Clay People on Independence Day. Good work, gentlemen. Thank you so much. More up-tempo, punk-influenced, poppy rock music for the new millennium. Digging it. And that's something that's going to be on the new record, you said? No, that's an older song, but okay. we always play it. But you, oh, I'm sorry. You say, my, my bad. You said that was on a pair. That was of, on, on uh, something uh, Somewhere on the Golden Coast and For Cheaper For Free. Uh, the label, when they signed us, they said, oh, we like that song. That should be on this re- record, too. Labels are funny things, aren't they? Oh, well, yeah. We've, we learned uh, that you know what they say kind of goes. How is your relationship with your label? It's really good. Um, they're... You know, at, for this record and for the EP, they were they let us kind of do whatever we want. the The first record that they put out, we were clearly like new at this and needed some guidance. Yeah. And we delivered a record to them that was not as good as I wanted it to be, and probably not as good as they wanted it to be. So, uh, you know, they helped guide us a little bit. And then for this last the last year, I feel like we realized we kind of pulled our heads out of our butts. Have you been on the same label like all the way through here? <coughs> no, um, just that last EP and then the last full length and this upcoming full length that we're doing uh, for next year. That's all on TBD Records. Which yeah. is do they um, do they help you guys out with tour support or um, not so much tour support? I mean, they do give us uh, a handful. I mean, their tour support comes in the form of here's a handful of CDs that you guys can sell and don't have to pay us back for. Okay. So that's tour support. I mean, yeah, it's de facto tour support. Right. It's it's money. It's 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 uh it's an incentive to sell their product but also put the money into our pocket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and help everybody wins. Right. The label gets, you know, the record gets out there, which hopefully then leads to other sales. You guys get a little bit of, you know, money for gas and slim gyms <laughs> until you get to the next town. And so in light of like earning a living at this, are you guys you guys are full-time music? Yeah, uh but we don't really earn a living at this though. I wouldn't say. I mean, yeah. we, we we have a bunch of part-time jobs still. Okay. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is like, what was your, if you were full-time music, what is your last, what's your last music job? Or like what, you know, are you, are you at liberty to say what you're doing for, for money, for, for extra money? Yeah, actually, if, I, I, I go to different thing? elementary schools throughout LA and I teach rock and roll songs to kids for an after-school program. Yeah, you're Jack Black. I get to be Jack Black. The yes. school of rock. And how, how, how do the kids respond to this stuff? Um, You know, I, Across the board, it it's they like doing it because it's an after-school program that isn't you know knitting or math gluing mac gluing macaroni onto a right like right a paper it's, plate. And so they get to hold loud instruments and you know pretend to you know kind of put posture and pose around on stage. So they yeah. like it. Um, There's not an easy thing to teach. I've taught other things. I've taught history classes. I've taught. What? Things that are way easier to teach than teaching yeah. music. What ages are these kids? Because that I fear like the, the the facility of them on their instrument would have a big fact like a big factor upon this. Oh, uh, I got I got first grade and I've taught all the way up through um, eighth grade. And I mean, it's like very basic rudimentary stuff. Like I I write the numbers of the frets on the guitars and I write on this little you know plastic Casio keyboard player you know yeah in a dry erase like what the names of each of the notes are so. what uh, so so what's a song that you're teaching these kids at that age um, like? I'm teaching one of them is doing Blitzkrieg Bot by the Ramones okay um, one of one class my older class is doing um, the song kids by MGMT okay uh, you know I've done Louie Louie like one class insisted on Katy Perry, and I rolled my eyes, but you know, I kind of had to let him let him do it. People so. who are signing the checks get to decide what songs you play. <coughs> or yeah, they're they're you know special privileged little kids do. <laughs> yeah, well, it all comes back to the, the the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Almighty Dollar, one way or another. Right, right. Uh, and how about you? Um, I do. I don't do the rock and roll camp stuff, but I do another enrichment program uh, where I go to different schools and do like chess or lego robotics it's oh, cool um and then i play music at the children's hospital oh and you guys are both college grads so it's it's you know you've got actual credentials under your belt so you know if the rock and roll thing should ever not work out you could go get what they call a straight job yeah we'll see i mean the economy isn't that great for 
what we would what we would be good at or want to do. I don't think it's great for what unless you you know. I don't think it's great for anything. It's not great for music either. So yeah, unless the company you work for has their name on the top of a building, right? I don't think it's it's not going very well for you. I don't think. So how about you give us one more tune before we run out of song here? I'm very curious to see what else you've got to play for us here before we run out of time. We've got in our studio today. We have. What do you want? The Henry Clay people. Sorry, Sorry I was just was, I was just pausing there. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Where's song? Yeah, go for it. That's all. That's all you need. We're, we're gonna we're gonna bring it down. Okay. This is this is the one that we had the fight video for. It's called the winner song. If you're feeling lost, then we'll. Well, maybe not. I mean, the worst. I got it. I got it. Down over. If you're feeling lost, maybe we'll get found. We'll kill some time watching cars drive by. Ah, ah, ah. We'll make some messes just to clean up. We'll drink our faces numb. Maybe fall in love for the first time since the last time. Well, Sierra, Andy, Sierra, the Henry Clay people on Independence Day. You guys have done a good amount of road work. Tell me, um, before we roll out of here, give me a couple of road stories. You guys, it's, I'm always happy to hear those. Uh, I'm very curious to hear, like, you know, give me uh, you know, a breakdown story, a good gig story, a bad gig story, a crazy fan story, like any, you know, something. I like. Well, I can say there's one where uh, we were running late to one of our shows in, uh, I think, maybe Orlando. And our piano player was driving, who's very, very, you know. He's yeah. also he's the worst driver. <laughs> By far the worst driver. He's the one that is always on his phone. And that kind of makes him the worst driver. He's always on his phone. We get a blowout, and he ends up, like, s- slamming the brakes, swerving everywhere. We That was the closest I've ever felt to death in my, li- my entire life. Um, but he made it to the side of the road. And then we made it to the side of the road. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, you saved our lives, Jordan. You saved our lives. And then we kind of thought about it. He probably endangered it more by slamming on the brakes. Um, anyways, long story short, we were, we waited for the tow truck for a while, and he, we were waiting by the side of the road, and we're pretty sure that's where he was bit by a tick that gave him Lyme disease. Um, he when he was diagnosed like three weeks later with Lyme disease on on the road. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good tour story. There's is we, I was just discussing this with one of my best friends just yesterday. There's nothing s- worse than being sick on the road. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. That is about the worst thing I can possibly think of. And I've been, I know this from personal experience. Like when you're in a van and you're in one town 
and the next morning you've got to be in a town 400 miles away and you can't stand up. Yeah. There, there was there was one night, it was our tour manager's birthday, who was my best friend like since we're growing up and we gave him one night off. So we stayed out really late. And it was uh wasn't really sick, but it was the worst hangover that any of us had. And Joey was the only one that didn't come out and it wasn't his driving shift, but he had a van full of the entire band like we couldn't even open our eyes. Uh like weird and then tired like a five hour drive the next day and joey just you know joey did the drive for us took so. one for the team yeah good work man so that's what i do for dishing out and like yelling at everybody i yeah. occasionally take one for the team well you're the oldest brother we were talking about that earlier too like you know you you might rule with an iron fist sometimes but yet there's like somewhere deep in your psyche there's this sense of responsibility that <laughs> yes like, exactly that you you know by hook or by crook you're gonna get to get it done whatever that is you know, so tell us, tell us what's next. You've got this record coming out. You have tour dates planned. What's what's on the horizon for you guys? We have no tour dates planned um, yet, but we plan on making next year a very busy year for us between the release. So probably starting with South by Southwest, and then staying on the road until the record cycle is done. Okay. Um, but that that's the plan. It's all it's all you know, just gung ho for this record. Okay. And you said you, there's no date officially decided No official date yet, yet but uh, we've talked about April. April seems to be a nice month to put out a record, so we'll see. Yeah. And this is a, this is a funny question. For guys who are like more or less full-time music, sort of full-time music, Like, what, what's your average wake-up time when you're not on the road? I'm curious. I'm, this I'm, is for I'm both up, of you. I'm up at 8 o'clock every morning. Yeah? Yeah. 11. 11? It's pretty respectable for a rock and roller. You know, and I, you know what, I'm I'm the same way. I, I kind of split the difference. You know, I mean, I I have a gig, so I'm up. But if I wasn't up, I I don't I can't sleep as late as I as I used to be able to. It's part of getting older, man. Yeah, I, I've, I've tried I've tried sleeping in, and the latest I can sleep in is nine thirty, for the most part. Is that because you make him have the bedroom on the east side of the house? Yeah, exactly. I can, actually, that that's true because the, the sun shines right in my face in the morning, and you know, I can I can sleep through it for an hour, maybe two hours. That's the thing about older siblings, man. You've got more experience, so it's like you can you can be two steps ahead. He, he has <laughs> the one the one room with the air conditioning and the heater too, and I have neither in my room. So in the summer, yeah. it is obscenely hot, and not right now it's freezing. I think that's why I was sick a couple weeks ago. Man, I'm so gonna call DCFS on you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you treat your brother terribly. <laughs> Make me some dinner when we get home. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, gentlemen, again, thank you so very much for coming thank out you, and, and, uh, and sharing your music with us and your, your your funny experiences being on the road. So thank you very much for coming, and I do appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thanks again to the Henry Clay people, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, and also to Valentina Rivera and engineer Amy Kwong and George Ochoa from Lancer Radio. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Be good to one another. Oh, this, this, this.